Okay, welcome to Questionable Podcast. It's the most awesome podcast run by the most confident people on this side of the planet. That's my intro. This week is also about, what is this week about? Narcissism and self-confidence kind of stuff. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your name? Oh, right. Everyone knows my name. What are you talking about? And I'm the host person, Lydia, and our other host person. Nay. That, yeah, that was very bad. That sounded terrible, but yeah. Welcome to Questionable Podcast. Today, I want to explore the difference between self-esteem and narcissism. And ask ourselves, what is the difference between liking yourself in a positive way, in a confident, high self-esteem way, and liking yourself in a way of narcissism and thinking that you are better than other people and admiring yourself to an excessive amount. Yeah. Yeah, so we're the perfect people for this. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Well, I'm interested to talk to you, Lydia, because, I I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I have observed you seeming to have high confidence and high self-esteem. Well, I guess we'll have to talk about what it is a little bit more before I can decide that. Right. But at least you you don't seem insecure. Would you at least say that's... Yeah, that's true, I think. Maybe high confidence. I'm not totally sure if I have self-esteem. I'm not totally sure. But I guess we'll have to find out. I know. I would think you probably have. I imagine you mean, like, I know some things I've said probably make me sound kind of narcissistic or whatever. But Hockey. <laughs> I feel like you don't do those things, but you definitely sound confident. And I would okay. imagine high self-esteem. See that? Like, I feel like if you say someone's confident, it also kind of makes you think that they have high self-esteem, too. But I don't think that's always the case. Like, you can act confident and have low self-esteem. Yes. Let's talk about the difference between self-confidence and self-esteem. For the purposes of this conversation, I think we are mostly going to be referring to self-esteem. But self-confidence also, definitely. I did not, prior to researching this, I did not understand the difference between self-confidence and self-esteem. Here's what I've found. All right. Self-esteem refers to how you feel about yourself overall and how much esteem, positive regard, or self-love you have. Esteem is derived from the Latin estimare which means to appraise, value, rate, weigh, estimate. And self-esteem is our cognitive and, above all, emotional appraisal of our worth. So self-esteem is like someone who has high self-esteem feels that they are worthy and that they are overall good. Yeah, okay. That sounds good. Self-confidence is how you feel about your abilities, and it can vary from situation to situation. Confidence comes from the Latin 
fidere, which means to trust. And to be self-confident is to trust in oneself, and in particular one's ability or aptitude to engage successfully or at least adequately with the rest of the world. Someone could have high self-confidence and low self-esteem, or vice versa. Right. A good example from an article I read was a Hollywood star might have high confidence. They are successful. They know they're attractive. They know that they know that they can succeed and right. make an impression on people. And at the same time, they may hate themselves. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That is a good example. I I don't know if you you can answer this question with since you did some more research on narcissistic personality disorder, which we talked about a little bit, or we're going to talk about a little bit. But like, is that just self confidence then, or can self esteem and self confidence turn into narcissism? I don't know. I feel like it would be more like I don't know. Maybe it would be a combination. I don't know, because I know a little bit about what self or what narcissism is or that personality disorder or what you might call narcissism i don't know that seems like it would be more self-confidence problems well first i want to make a distinction between narcissistic behavior and narcissistic personality disorder Uh for the purposes of this conversation i'm going to be referring to people who have narcissistic tendencies rather than people who have been diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder. Okay. Narcissistic personality disorder is a personality disorder. It requires a diagnosis. You cannot be diagnosed until you're 18. It's a serious condition, and I don't want to delve into the complexities of that. Okay. Narcissism is a spectrum Everyone will exhibit narcissistic behavior in some way at some point in their life. Mm -hmm. Narcissistic personality disorder is the extreme end of that spectrum. Right. What distinguishes narcissistic behavior from pathological narcissism are frequency, intensity, and duration. So some people may exhibit narcissistic traits occasionally or mildly, but a pathological narcissist will routinely use destructive narcissistic tactics. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that's not, that doesn't sound good, but um, okay. Now that we have gotten clear that we are not talking about narcissistic personality disorder, we're just talking about narcissistic thoughts or behaviors tendencies. To define narcissism, the dictionary definition of narcissism is excessive interest in or admiration of oneself and one's physical appearance. Okay. And things that happen with narcissism, people have an inflated sense of their own importance and a deep need for excessive attention and admiration. But behind this mask of extreme confidence is actually a fragile self-esteem that is vulnerable to 
the slightest criticism. Narcissists rely on external praise and validation because they are so deeply insecure. Aw. I mean, it seems like you'd have trouble... I don't know, I'm trying to think of how I'm trying to say this, but, like, if... Can you become a narcissist without... Or, you know, like, have... So when you say become a narcissist, like, I don't know. That's not really a thing either then, right? Because maybe you can't, I would say, I I wouldn't think people would start having, like, a ton of narcissistic tendencies if, like, people hadn't fed their fragile self-esteem or whatever. Or, but I don't know. That's very mm-hmm. complicated and interesting. Because I feel like. If you did have people supporting you, you would probably get good self-esteem eventually, right? Or no? I don't know. Like, I don't I cannot speak to the brain, the neuroscience of self-esteem and narcissism. I don't know what's going on with brain chemicals. I know narcissism, people with narcissistic personality disorder, which, by the way is about 5% of the population, Mm -hmm. it's estimated. Not an insignificant amount. People with narcissistic personality disorder can go through psychotherapy and make changes and improvements, but it's very difficult. And the first step, as with treating any mental condition like that, is acknowledging the problem, right. which is really difficult for narcissists. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Well, I mean, I was even thinking, like, not just the personality disorder, but, like, just people who are, like, normal people or whatever, who are just, like, narcissistic people. Is that a thing? hmm Yeah. Like, people, everyone, as I said before, it's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. And everyone has a narcissism level. It's just that for most people, it's low enough that it's inconsequential. Okay. All right. And everyone is going to have moments of higher narcissism. Okay. It's all within us. Oh, my goodness. My hidden narcissist. (laughs) You were wondering about the origins of narcissistic traits? Yes, I was. Do you have answers to those questions? I have (laughs) all the answers. I spent like three hours researching this and I basically have a PDHD. A PDHD? (laughs) Yes, I think so. We have a recording. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I have a PhD, but it's not in public speaking. (laughs) What I know about the development of narcissism is that it most likely begins around the ages of seven or eight. This is the time that children begin to evaluate themselves according to how they perceive others. Oh, wow. Narcissism partly comes down to genetics. But it's also impacted by their environment. Early childhood experiences have a big impact on someone's narcissism as an adult. 
the theory is that if a child is brought up by parents who over-exaggerate the child's qualities, who praise them for every little superficial thing they do, the child will deduce that in some ways they are superior to others, which is a core belief of all narcissists. And then if at the same time the parents don't connect properly or engage only superficially with the child, they will also be dealing with major attachment dysfunction, which can result in a traumatic rupturing of the child's psyche. Oh, man. (laughs) As well as believing themselves to be better than others, they will receive the conflicting message that their innermost selves and feelings are not worth attention. Whoa. So that's where you're getting this deep internal insecurity and this feeling that external validation being successful is really important. Because if a child is only getting love from their parents when they achieve something, that is going to get internalized. Wow, that is like... I don't know, that makes it sound even more scary to be a parent. I don't want to cause any child <laughs> internal rupturing of their psyche. <laughs> but. Well, if you want to raise a child with high self-esteem, oh. but not high narcissism, science says that if a child grows up with loving, warm, and supportive parents who take an active interest in what they do and their life as a whole the child is much more likely to conclude that they are innately worthy. Hmm. The idea is, you know, show your kid that you love them regardless of external accomplishments. Right, yeah, that makes sense. Good parenting rules. And probably good rules just, like, for everyone. Hmm. Okay, well then I'm trying to think, and I think... I think my parents are safe. I think so. Let, let my parents know that. I don't know if they're listening. Um, <laughs> I don't. I think they. Yeah. So I don't think I am a narcissist because of that. But a narcissist would know they're a narcissist, right? If you were narcissistic, I don't know. Okay, that's way too complicated. I. Had, I don't think so. I did watch. I did a little bit of research, and I think this was for just being like a narcissistic person. Like, kind of, or like, have high, not narcissistic personality disorder. And see, I don't even know, like, I feel like people with, like, high self-esteem or high confidence could have answered this. But, like, they, yeah, I don't know how this survey worked. But they said that they asked people on, like, a survey if they were narcissists. And, like, people who they had also, like, tested more in depth had, you know, like, they would say they were narcissists on the test. Are narcissistic. Maybe they had narcissistic tendencies or whatever. Oh God, these all these terminology things are too complicated. You're saying that people were measured for narcissism levels, and that that matched the their self assessment of their narcissism levels. Yeah. Well, here this is a good example. I think so. We just me and May just took a quick test before this about uh, how narcissistic we were with like test questions. But then, you know, say they had at the bottom, like, do you think you're a narcissist or not? And maybe something like that. 
Okay. I think is, I assume, what they kind of did. And I'm trying to think. I don't know. What would, would, what would you answer for that question if someone asked you? Do you think you are narcissistic? Do I think I am narcissistic? Are well, this is kind of the whole basis of this episode. I have some conflicting, confusing thoughts. I don't think that I'm a narcissist. But I have had thoughts where I recognize myself thinking, like, sort of praising myself. Like, I'll think, like, oh, I did that thing. That was smart of me. And then I ask myself, is that narcissistic to think that? Is it okay for me to think that I am smart or successful or whatever? Huh. Okay, well, that's a little more... But, okay, I think you'd have low self-esteem if you think everything you do is not good. I mean, does... I mean, am I, like, a very much narcissist? I feel like if I do something good, I'm like, yeah, that was good. Maybe I don't think those exact thoughts, but I feel like I have, like, a feeling of, you know, satisfaction that I did something successfully or something like that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, recognizing your accomplishments, if it is an objective accomplishment, I don't think that anyone would contest that that is totally okay. It's not narcissistic at all, I don't think, to achieve something and say good for me. I'm more saying recognizing your internal qualities and liking those. Is narcissistic? Yes, is that narcissistic? My experience, what I'm saying is, you asked me, do I think I'm a narcissist? Mm -hmm. And no, I don't think I'm a narcissist. But I frequently have a thought, is that narcissistic for me to think that? Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to talk about with you. I want to get into, is it okay for me to, for me, for anyone to think highly of themselves. To what extent is it okay to think highly of yourself? I I don't. Yeah, that is a troubling or an interesting question cuz I feel like there's like I feel like there's more of a problem. I don't even like not like I don't know, but I feel like I have more of a problem with people being like you know, if I'm just like I'm awesome is not as bad as being like I'm more awesome than everybody else. Like, if you're just thinking it to yourself, about yourself, and other people aren't involved in this thought, I feel like it's not, it's not, you know, harmful to other people, I don't think. But if you're like, well, I achieved this, which makes me better than the majority of the world, or something like that. Like, I don't know, I mean, that is kind of what would be a more narcissistic thing, I think. So, I don't know. Valuing yourself over other people is a narcissistic trait. Mm-hmm. Valuing yourself, period, I don't think is a narcissistic trait. Right. But 
I think it's more complicated than that. I think there's some stigma around thinking highly of yourself. And I don't know how deserved that is. I, But I feel like also it's like, you know, it's a problem of thinking highly of yourself and then like, you know, telling people or showing off to people is the problem. You know, like, I mean, because you wouldn't know people are thinking highly of themselves if they've never acted on it. And not that someone who thinks highly of themselves has to show it or act on it for it to be, like, valid or true or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, because then I feel like thinking highly of yourself and, like, showing it is more like a show-off kind of thing mm-hmm. than just thinking highly of yourself. I don't know. You're saying that you can think highly of yourself and be humble. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice way that of saying it. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I don't know. Because if you're, like, thinking highly of yourself and you're like, haha, I'm better than you. And I can see how that would get pushed away. I don't know. So do you think, and this could go for not just this topic, but a lot of topics... Where do you think the line is between thinking something and acting on it? Let's use an example. Let's say you think something mean about someone. You make a judgment about someone. Okay. You meet someone and you think that person is not intelligent. (laughs) That is having a thought. Yeah. And then you can choose to express that thought to someone else or to that person, say to their face, you are not intelligent. Are you saying that it is... Well, no, I don't want to accuse you of saying anything. (laughs) But do you think that it is okay to have the thought that person is not intelligent, but not okay to say it to their face? Uh, I mean, that is, like, I think I've probably done that, and I think it could be a problem if you're, like, you know, you just meet someone, and you're, like, that person is unintelligent, and then you, like, I think having that thought, that's, it's fine to have that thought, but I think you should make sure you're open to revising that thought. You know, if you get to know that person better, and then you're, like, like, but if you base everything you know about this person just on your first impression of them that's not good but like I don't think there's anything wrong with having that thought Mm -hmm. and I mean there's things like I feel like when you have thoughts like that they're kind of unvalid but you know it's kind of just what pops into your head you know if someone is acting stupid that one day or you know I don't know I've heard something that I have thought is really wise which is you are not responsible for your first thought but you are responsible for your second thought if Mm -hmm. you make a negative judgment of someone I liked what you said about being willing to be wrong about that judgment yeah because you aren't in control of that first thought you have we've kind of gotten off topic a little bit because we were talking about narcissism but 
to bring it back to that, if you have a thought, and this applies to narcissism and to making judgment about someone else, if you have a thought that is like, that person is unintelligent, or I am smart, that is not a thought that you are responsible for. That is just the thought that gets hit. But then the second thought that you could have is noticing that and thinking, I just made a negative judgment about someone I just met. Yeah. Or I just made a potentially narcissistic judgment about myself. Is that okay? All right. And then I would say also, I don't know if you said this, but definitely don't. That's like, don't act. I feel like you should never act on just the first random thought that comes into your head. And maybe that's the uh, part of the problem with the people with narcissistic tendencies. It's just like, I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Everybody else in the world. Listen to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you think you are a narcissist? Uh, it's like, I don't think so. But like, with you saying that, like, I feel like. I don't know. I don't think I've ever thought of something and been like, was that a narcissistic thought that I just had? Like, I don't think I've ever thought of that, but maybe it's just because it's not something that I think about. Or maybe it's because I'm a secret narcissist or something. I don't know. But I don't think so. I don't think I have any above average or even... I don't know what average is. Maybe we should have looked up... Is there an average? Is there a scale even? I don't know. I don't think I'm very narcissistic. Do you want to look at our quiz results? Yes. Because that's a pretty good segue. Yeah. Lydia and I took a quiz prior to recording (laughs) that is the Narcissistic Personality Inventory from OpenPsychometrics.org. This quiz gave us about maybe 60 questions. I wasn't counting. And they were two options. For example... Option A is, I have a natural talent for influencing people. Option B is, I am not good at influencing people. And the quiz tells us, choose the one that you most identify with, and if you identify with both, choose which one you think is most important, which I thought was a nice idea of what to do if you don't, if you identify with both, pick the one that you are drawn to, that you value. Yeah. That's a good, because, yeah, quizzes are confusing sometimes. It's like, well, I like both of these things. Or, I would chase zombies and run away from them. It depends. <laughs> we have not looked at our results yet. Mm-hmm. I would like to do that now and discuss. Ah, okay. Are you ready? Why are there so many complicated graphs? I don't want to see graphs anymore. don't like them. <laughs> Shall I break down the way this scoring works and then we can talk about our numbers? They give us a score out of 40. Higher scores indicate greater levels of narcissism. Mm -hmm. It does not tell me what the average is of people who have taken the quiz. It tells me how my score compares to other people, but... It makes the point that people who have found this online test are probably not that representative of the general population. 
So it gives us the averages from a few other groups. The United States University undergraduates, this is a study, I guess, from 1988, scored an average of 15.6. Huh. A study of U.S. adults in 2009, 15.3. And then United States celebrities from 2009, 17.8. Huh. It also gives us a bar graph telling us how we score on different categories. Authority, self-sufficiency, superiority, exhibitionism, exploitativeness, yeah. vanity, and entitlement. Okay, wait. May, you better have scored pretty high on exploitativeness. I feel like that's <laughs> the one thing that you do. If I maybe I'm using you, exploitative wrong exploitative. Uh, what? How? <laughs> how do you think I do that? I just feel like, you know, like some of the questions were like I can get people to believe anything I tell them, if I want to or something, and I was like, you think, I feel like you can do that pretty efficiently. Exploitative means making use of a situation or treating others unfairly in order to gain an advantage or benefit. Okay, well, maybe that's a little harsher than befits you. It's a little harsh. <laughs> I'll get to how I scored on things in a minute, okay? <laughs> All right. So, tell, you want to reveal your score? Yes, my score, oh, where'd it go? My score is 11. 11. Yeah. What did you score? That's really low. It's only like two points below the other people's, aren't there? The the average from these studies that are cited is about fifteen. So does it it what does it say about your score in comparison to the sample? Okay, hold on. Your score was higher than four point oh no, forty five point four of the samples. Oh wait, of the sample? Of the sample? Does that mean people in the sample? Yeah, and then it says... 44.4? 45.4. Okay, interesting. What does yours say? All right. My score is 16, what? which is higher than 66.7 of the sample. You're almost on the celebrity level. Gotta be careful, May. <laughs> I am closer to the U.S. university undergrads than celebrities. Okay, you know, that makes... Why are university people... What is the U.S. university? Maybe I don't even... I don't even know that place. It's not... It's not a university. It's... Oh. oh. University undergrads in the United States. This is where I can't have great self-confidence. I keep understanding. (laughs) I guess they made it to college, so... They're better than some percent of people, if you count college as a good thing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm <laughs> saying. Uh-huh. I want to get to the actual questions on the quiz in a minute because I have beef okay. with them. But I'm actually slightly surprised by my score. I thought, based on the questions, that I was going to get a higher score. Really? Yes. I will get to that okay. in a minute. Um, but, I mean, how are you surprised by your score? I'm surprised by how low your score is, honestly. I know. I would have thought I would... I don't... I mean, from what we've been saying, I feel like I would have gotten higher than you. But maybe... I don't know. Higher than me? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. 
Yeah, that's interesting. So you want, did you want to talk about the questions or, oh wait, hold on, let's see, I want to, let's talk about the bar graph. Okay, right, that's what I was just about to say, authority, it doesn't, okay, it's just min and max, I'm below halfway to max on the entire bar graph, okay. it's very tiny. I am, I scored high on authority. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I did not, my highest one is exhibitionism. Ex- I know how to say that word. Exhibitionism? What? Ah! <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Exhibi- exhibitionism? Yeah. Exhibitionism? There you go. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to break them down one by one? I don't want to get ahead of yourselves. Okay, sure. You scored less than half on authority. Yeah. I scored almost... I scored very high on authority. That sounds right. How did you score on self-sufficiency? Uh, lower than authority. I got a zero. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, How about superiority? I, I got a zero on superiority. <laughs> oh, I got maybe like a 60%. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> I don't know how... What questions were ranking my superiority, though? I feel like I didn't downplay my... I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to look at those questions. These always I don't these, remember. These quizzes always interest me. Yeah, and then I got highest on exhibitionism. Isminism. Hmm. I got low exhibitionism. Wait, okay, what does, is that? Anyway? I don't know. I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm looking up exhibitionism. Okay. I've heard the word before. Like, I knew how to say it. I don't. Extravagant behavior that is intended to attract attention to oneself. <laughs> huh. I mean, I am making a podcast, so I guess that's extravagant behavior, the intention to attract. I'm guessing, looking at the other the questions on this quiz, the ones that we're measuring our exhibitionism were probably things about being the center of attention. Oh. Did you say you like being the center of attention? I did on at least one. So, but, like, I feel like they asked that multiple times in different ways, kind of. I But I, I don't know. I mean, I did, but I, yeah. I feel like there was a couple that I kind of didn't do that. But interesting. And then exploitativeness uh yeah i probably got like i don't know that's my like second lowest maybe 20 percent i actually got a zero on exploitativeness what what you were accusing me of exploiting people before oh my goodness i don't know about this quiz (laughs) okay yeah interesting Okay, okay, what did you get for vanity, then? I got very high vanity. <laughs> um, I think I probably got, like, this is, I wish they had little markers, but that's probably, like, 30%. I don't know, it's not super high, it's, like, below my exhibitionism. Okay. Um, and then what about entitlement? My t- entitlement is pretty low. That's my lowest one after superiority. Hmm. What did you I got maybe like 
35% entitlement. That's higher than mine. You entitled me. Apparently, I'm more of a narcissist than you, so <laughs> that shouldn't be too surprising. But you got what I... I but isn't exploitativeness a narcissistic thing to do? How? Jeez. Yes. The one thing I would have scored I, you high at. I don't know about this quiz. Yeah, why... Why do you think I would have scored high on that? Okay, well, maybe you, maybe you didn't score high on that because it's not actually, like, the bad part of being exploitive or manipulative. I don't know if that sounds right. Because manipulative has, like, bad connotations. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like you can be kind of just, like, you know... Like, some people are just, like, don't do anything to try to get people to, like, listen to them or, you know, do what they want to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I should give this one up. I guess. As I said before, I was expecting to get a higher score than I did. <laughs> While I was researching, I took a different quiz. Mm-hmm. And that gave me a high score. I was getting ready to go on a little bit more of a rant. Because I got a pretty average score, I guess I don't have as much to be mad about. Okay. But a lot of these questions, my interpretation is that they do not necessarily accurately diagnose narcissism. Well, now, of course, this quiz is not intended to diagnose NPD. But there are some things on here. I'll find some examples. Okay. I will be a success. I see myself as a good leader. I am assertive. I like to show off my body. I like to be complimented. I like to start new fads and fashions. I like to look at myself in the mirror. I am a born leader. These are all examples of questions that I assume I don't know the algorithm of this quiz, but those are the supposedly more narcissistic options that would boost our narcissism score. And I don't think that any of those answers are problematic. I don't think that someone thinking that they are a good leader or enjoying looking at themselves in the mirror makes them a narcissist. But also, I mean, but this is, so you're like implying that nar- being narcissistic at all, but narcissistic, I don't really know. I, I mean, you might be implying this right, but like that narcissism has to be bad. Because those could be narcissistic things. They're just not bad. You know? So they Hmm. would boost your score and still be narcissistic, maybe. Like, they're not necessarily bad things. Right. Narcissistic does have a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. And if we go back to the dictionary definition of narcissism... It is an excessive interest in or admiration of oneself and one's physical appearance. Excessive is the key word here. Because excessive means 
it's too much. Mm -hmm. So I think that this quiz is implying, you know, if it is giving us a higher narcissism score, that is saying that our admiration of ourselves is excessive. And I don't think that thinking that you are a strong leader or thinking you're attractive is necessarily excessive. Yeah. Those could be excessive, but the way that these questions are phrased, I like to look at myself in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. That is not inherently excessive. Yeah, I don't know. This is kind of a confusing thing cuz those aren't those things are not all bad. But like also like this bar graph thing, like having I was cuz like authority and what was it? self-sufficiency like those things aren't bad either yeah so like a lot of like those those don't even have any type of negative thing behind them I yeah and like and the compliment ones it's like I mean most people like getting compliments to some extent they're good compliments I mean what do you think about I guess this quiz to me is sort of implying that thinking highly of oneself is inherently negative because the quiz says if you think highly of yourself we are giving you a higher narcissism score mm-hmm. and narcissism has negative connotations right so what do you think about that idea that thinking highly of yourself is bad or good Okay, well, what does thinking highly of yourself exactly mean, though? Do you do you want to look that up too? Because like I don't, um, I don't think that thinking highly of yourself is a definable word. Really? I in my glossary, <laughs> I made myself a glossary. That's very cute. I have all the words that mean that. So let me think. Vain, full of oneself arrogant thinking highly of yourself doesn't have a definition it's self-explanatory if you want a definition i can give you a definition of full of oneself or something else but thinking highly of oneself is just thinking highly of oneself i i don't know i mean i like i mean thinking too highly of yourself like, think, I think it's not, I don't think it's a problem of thinking highly of yourself. I think it's a problem of, like, thinking you're above other people. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you think, if you think highly of yourself, but you also, like, you know, think highly, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like thing, thinking highly of most people is a kind of weird thing to say, too, but I don't know. I feel like it's... Like, how you do it in relation to other people, which is the problem with being narcissistic or thinking highly of yourself kind of thing. Well, I think that self-love is not the same as thinking highly of yourself or self-esteem. But the idea that you cannot give other people what you can't give yourself, I think, is true. And that if you have deep insecurities, those are going to be reflected mm-hmm. onto the people around you. 
in the same way that if you love yourself, it is easier to bring positivity into any situation, including how you think about other people. Right. So I think it's possible that thinking highly of yourself would allow you to think highly of other people more easily. Oh. Huh. I guess that makes sense, but, like, I feel like thinking highly of yourself kind of implies, like, higher or something than the people. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know why I'm making up all these implications of things. I know. Is there a disorder to, like, think everyone except for you is good? Is that also a thing? Or is that just, like, normal human behavior? I don't know that that is a diagnosable personality (laughs) disorder. I don't know, but self-loathing is a thing that people Mm. experience. This is a very confusing topic. My brain is, like, hurting now. (laughs) Um... Oh goodness. Okay, so let me... so what was what was your beginning? So what your beginning question was is thinking highly of yourself is a bad thing or is it a bad thing? How do we find the balance of thinking highly of oneself in a positive self-esteem raising way and thinking highly of oneself in a narcissistic way? Huh. Where is that sweet spot. I feel like there's no way to know that, though. And I also feel like, at least for me, there's kind of just like, you know, you just kind of know when you're thinking too highly of yourself or something. Whether it's the right level or not is probably, but I like how they were talking about how these things can be caused from, you know, how you're treated. It might not, like, you know, I feel like I, it's like, you know, how you just know you wouldn't tell someone they're stupid upon your first impression. You're just like, you know, I think that's wrong, or I think that's thinking too highly of myself. That probably didn't make any sense. Do you have an idea of where you think that level is of thinking too highly of yourself? (laughs) No, I think there's a lot of gray area, and it probably varies from person to person. I think, well, this is not exactly what you asked, but let's talk about our perceptions of other people. This is something that I did not research for this episode, but I have this idea that Let's say we're watching an interview of a celebrity. You want the celebrity to be humble, but not insecure. Mm-hmm. And I guess I just like to get into our perceptions of when other people... Because I don't like people seeming arrogant, but they're... I really respect when people can own their success. Right. I think it's unflattering if someone denies their success or beauty or something. Let's say I don't watch interviews of models, but let's just say I did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
if I was watching an interview of a model, someone who is universally acknowledged for being attractive, I think I would respect them more if they, in a not arrogant way, said, I know that I am attractive, as opposed to saying, you know, like, no, I denying that. Right. Does that make sense? I yeah. respect it when people can acknowledge their success mm-hmm. in some way or their talent, whatever. If there is someone who I also view as being intelligent or attractive, I like it when that person also acknowledges that. Right. Well, I mean, I think uh, this is kind of like deep or something, but like, I think when I, you know, like if you're not acknowledging something, it's probably because you're insecure about it, right? Like, I feel like there's things that I like kind of knew I could do, but I'd be like, yeah, I don't know if I can do that. And then, you know, you actually can or whatever. Um, but it's because you're like, you know, or you don't want to sound like it's, it is a hard thing to know when you're going to sound like braggy Mm -hmm. or when you're owning it. But I mean, I feel like, I feel like some of these, when people you feel like should know, like you should know you're attractive. I, I think I would do, I've done stuff more like that when I'm like, I'm not really sure if I can do this and I don't want to like brag about it unless I'm like positive that I can do this kind of thing. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Climb this tree or whatever. This is reminding me of something interesting that I read recently. This is my book recommendation. Okay. The Charisma Myth by Olivia Fox Cobain. Mm-hmm. It's a book about charisma, and I just read it, and it was really good. One of the things that she talks about in that book is why it is important to accept compliments. Okay. What happens if someone compliments you? Let's say I said, Lydia, I really like your shirt. Aw. Thanks. (laughs) Wait, should I be saying? Just let me talk for a minute. (laughs) I said, Lydia, I really like your shirt. And then you were like, oh, no, this shirt is ugly. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. What would be happening subconsciously for me is that you just disagreed with me. Right. I'm embarrassed that I said something about you and then you basically said, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. This shirt is ugly. Right. Yeah. That's going to create a dissonance that is going to make me feel insecure. Whereas if you say, oh, thank you. This shirt, I, I also love this shirt. Then in my brain, there's a little like, oh, yay, I was right. That is a good shirt. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might be the same concept talking about a celebrity or not a celebrity necessarily. Any successful person who acknowledges their success, if they were to be too humble and say, like, no, I'm just an average Joe. 
that subconsciously we as the maybe less successful person would feel wrong Mm. that person is invalidating our feelings about them okay yeah I was also thinking this is a little different but like if they're the average Joe then it's like what am I you know like if you're thinking of something someone being better than you I don't know but that's hmm. a good point yeah that I I I wonder but yeah that's definitely annoying when people don't accept compliments and stuff which is something that I have probably done and not being good at accepting compliments but hmm. I have okay I was hoping it would come up more naturally okay but I have an interesting study to tell you about I will will it. I love a good study. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> a study published in the Journal of Clinical Child and Adolescent Psychology in an unstated year, unfortunately, uh-huh. says that attractiveness does not improve self-esteem. They took photographs of 230 13 to 15-year-olds and the photographs were rated for facial attractiveness, and then they followed these subjects for five years and measured their self-esteem. Wow. And they found that the adolescents who were rated as most attractive had a lower baseline of self-esteem than their less attractive counterparts. Hmm. Wait, and how many... That doesn't sound like it was a very big study, but... Uh, 230. 230, okay. That's not too bad. Huh. So they, they had the people rate their photos, and then they told the kids their ratings? Or... No, no? I don't think... Oh, okay. I don't have a lot of detail about this study. I think that in whatever way they rated these kids for facial attractiveness. Oh, Okay. And then followed those individuals over five years measuring their self-esteem. And the people who had a higher facial attractiveness had a lower baseline self-esteem level. Hmm. I mean, and that's probably, that's, like, they said self-esteem is, like, if you have unconditional appreciation and love or whatever, right? More than just mm-hmm. being like, oh, you, you're pretty, or you have a nice face, or whatever, is probably more, they probably, like, I mean, it doesn't sound like it said, but I would imagine those people could have higher self-confidence. Like, we talked about that in one of our others, how you can appear more confident if you're attractive, or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, I, I want to tell you a little bit more about this study, and then I was actually going to talk about that a little bit, too. Over the course of the study, they found that for most people, self-esteem increased and became more stable as the adolescents transitioned into early adulthood, (laughs) especially for those who reported higher levels of education. Hmm. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. And researchers found that girls had lower levels of self-esteem than boys overall. And... 
the adolescent girls were rated as more attractive than boys. Oh. Well, I mean, that's just, like, all that messed up stuff that, like, girls are valued more for their attractiveness or whatever. That's interesting. And I think the college, having a higher education, I think, definitely feels like, whether it's true or not, but, like, a kind of, like, sticker of, like, accomplishment that is, like, kind of universally acknowledged, which definitely makes sense to kind of help your self-esteem with some, you know, like, you know, I feel like I couldn't make it through high school or whatever, it'd be, like, I feel like that would probably be hurtful to your confidence and self-esteem because it's such yeah well I don't know correlation causation it's possible that people with lower self-esteem are less motivated to receive higher levels of education that is also true the study authors did not explore in their study why the attractive teens might have lower self-esteem but they do have theories okay They have three theories. Number one, changes during puberty. They suggest that the more attractive adolescents may perceive the actual or impending changes of puberty as negatively affecting their appearance, while the less attractive young adolescents may view these changes as having a positive impact on their appearance. Wait, how old were the starting kids? 13 to 15. Oh, okay. Huh, weird. Very strange. Yeah, just theories. I don't know how much I buy that one, but I don't know. I can't imagine anyone being worried that puberty would make them less attractive. Well, especially if you're on the younger side and you start gaining weight and getting acne and stuff. Oh, okay, I guess. Well, yeah, well, interesting. But, like, you'd think it wouldn't... I mean... And when did it? When did the study stop? Did it say that? Like they, they studied were... them for five years. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Their second theory is high expectations. It's possible that their peers and teachers and parents unconsciously had higher expectations for the kids with higher facial attractiveness and if they couldn't meet those expectations or they were overwhelmed by the expectations that could create a sense of self-doubt or low self-esteem wow intense i thought this was really interesting because if you have listened to our episode is it more important to be attractive or intelligent? Mm-hmm. The studies that we looked at in that episode said that more attractive kids get more attention from their educators and therefore have higher levels of education. And that they were viewing that as a positive. That... right. Being attractive had a positive impact on young people because their teachers and parents had higher expectations for them. Whereas this study is implying that the opposite might be true, that that extra attention may be lowering their self-esteem. 
see, but then, I mean, you could also, you can have low self-esteem and still have high success with academic stuff and, you know, jobs, whatever kind of stuff like that. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you have a high confidence, the confidence is what people see on the outside and what they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, hire you for or whatever. See, like, I feel like if you had bad self-esteem, you wouldn't, you know, try out for the nice colleges or whatever. Right? But then also, if you had parents and teachers telling you that you should, that might cancel it out or something. Their third and last theory is that the young adolescents may have had a different perception of their attractiveness than the research team that rated their photographs. And that it's likely that many factors contribute to a person's perception of attractiveness, which was not accounted for in the study. Yeah. So just because other people think that you are attractive doesn't mean you think you're attractive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I I would have liked it if they studied the kids longer. Like, I guess some of them would have been, like, just 20 when they ended, if the mm-hmm. top level is 15. Because I feel like that's when I would imagine. I don't know, but, like, I feel like you'd become more confident once you stopped being a teenager, you know? Yeah. The study did find that self-esteem stabilized and increased. Stabilized. (laughs) Or rather, it increased and then stabilized (laughs) as they got into early adulthood. Right. The age they rated these kids, I feel like that's a really hard age to rate someone's attractiveness. I mean, they're like small children ish like what you say 12 year olds or 12 13 to 15 13 to 15 i mean it's it's there like i feel like that could like your attractiveness could change a lot within that time which you know might change how i mean may i like if they're like it sounds like there is partly some stuff might not change but, like, what if you got braces? And, you know, what if you just, like, I mean, people get, you know, they people's faces and bodies change a lot as, like, teenagers from being 13 to 20 or whatever. That's a good point. You know, if they're a cute 13-year-old, or if they're really ugly, ugly, ugly what? <laughs> they're a really ugly 13-year-old, and then they become a really, you know, like, hot 16-year-old. And then, you know, everyone's, like, biasedly trying to support them or whatever. That could make a difference. Yeah. Their attractiveness is not a constant variable. Yeah. So, like, besides it being subjective, it's also kind of, like, very changeable at that time. That's true. And especially with the small sample size. That. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. This is not a science podcast. This is just <laughs> what I read about. <laughs> right. Yeah, I but you know they these are scientists who conduct this study, but you know, it's they it sounds like they acknowledged a lot of the problems that could have been at play here. So that's good. But it is still interesting. I I I wish they had something about like is there any statistics on, like... Wait, you said there wasn't. I think you mentioned this earlier about they're not... About narcissistic people not being more attractive. 
Or was that people with self-esteem not tending to be more attractive? But, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I do kind of wonder if people with actual personality disorder of narcissism are, like, more attractive on average. Because that's low self-esteem and high, maybe, confidence. I don't know. But then again, also, since that kind of attractiveness is kind of a subjective thing, that might not be a study people have bothered to attempt. But I swear to God, it feels like there's a study about everything. Like, anything you can think of, there's been a study of it. As long as you can find it. This article from Psychology Today does not cite anything that I can see. But they say researchers found that narcissists tend to be more physically attractive than average. This trait was also tied into the tendency for narcissists to be more sexually active and to be more sexually coercive with potential partners. In terms of evolution, it does make sense that narcissists would be more attractive as that is one quality that is helpful in seducing others. Thus, it is a trait that is more likely to be passed down through subsequent generations of narcissistic coupling. What? Huh. <laughs> Another thing about narcissism that I didn't say before, I don't have any numbers, but there are more male narcissists than female. Huh. I feel like that is also kind of... I wouldn't say counterintuitive, but like what you said about on that other study that we just read about women with low self-esteem being more, the more attractive women on that, of those girls mm -hmm. being more attractive and have lower, lower self-esteem overall. But then I guess, like you said earlier about how narcissism seems to be a lot about how the parents are treating the kids. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess maybe it's because people expect more from boys and stuff in terms of success. I don't know. Well, I was going to say it kind of makes sense to me because if we're talking about it, you know, the impact that nurture has on narcissism as opposed to just nature, mm -hmm. that women are told by society that they are inferior to men. Right. <laughs> and men are told that they are superior. So I guess that makes sense that it would be easier for men to have narcissistic qualities because mm -hmm. they are inherently... I'm making generalizations, of course, but society tells men that they are superior to women. So right. that's a way that men may feel superior. Yeah, there's inherently. like a step ahead of towards the narcissism scale. Exactly. I wish that narcissism test we just did, you know, like, usually I don't like it when tests like that ask your gender, but that is one that could have actually been like, I feel like useful to that study if this hmm. is a real thing about because then you know but there's also sometimes weird testing things that can make biases for male and female stuff but I guess that I mean I don't know it, it makes sense I guess I'm not totally sure where I'm <laughs> going with this but 
to get back to what I was saying earlier about successful people and owning their success, Mm -hmm. I feel like there is some societal thing that people, especially women, are looked down on for thinking that they are successful. That there's something scary to our culture about a woman who is successful, especially in business, and who is willing to own that. Right. Hmm. Hmm. I yeah, this is all very confusing. Cause then, but then, narcissists don't have high self-esteem, right? That was one of the right. characteristics. But then they also said, okay, yeah, they also said that people who get a higher education usually have better self-esteem, right? There is a correlation. I'm okay. I'm probably just like this is like one of those boards with all like the string. It's just like a disaster, though. <laughs> like I'm probably drawing all these conclusions between studies that are not related and should not have things drawn between them. But it's okay. This is just for fun. We're just ha- we're just messing around. <laughs> Don't go and diagnose all your friends with narcissism. So, but then that's like, I feel like most successful people these days have higher education. Right? Yeah, unless you go to LA. Oh, yeah, that's true. But, you know, I suppose not everyone who gets a good education is going to have high high self-esteem. They just said, like, a majority of them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm still forming this idea, so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly what I'm saying. Okay. But I'm just thinking about I have some feeling that there is, that society looks down on people who think highly of themselves, perhaps to an unjust extent. Yes, we don't want to encourage narcissism, but people who have low self-esteem and who aren't willing to think highly of themselves, are easier to control. And I think that there Uh might be some advantage to, like, I don't, I think it's also, it's a gender thing. Like, I don't know who I am thinking of exactly as being the ones who want to control people. I'm not talking about, like, some secret government thing. But that there could be, though. That if everyone was willing and able to acknowledge their potential and their intelligence and their attractiveness and their success, if everyone could fully own that, that they would be a lot more powerful. Yeah. In a good way. Yep. But, see, but then it's like, you know, it's like... A ripple effect of unsecure people making other people unsecure, you know? Because if you have insecure parents, they're probably not going to be as good parents if they can't even own their own success. They're not going to be able to, you know, properly praise you or whatever. 
And then you said the thing about not being able to accept compliments. People who are insecure are probably going to be the ones having trouble accepting compliments. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to make other people feel like they're wrong or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. The people who are already successful and in positions of power in some way, even just through, you know, people who have higher status, I think that they're, they would have an advantage from other people being insecure. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. I I feel like you're kind of, I feel like this is kind of implying, like, men doing this to women. Maybe not as much anymore, but, yeah, that's probably true. And, you know, businesses or whatever kind of stuff. And friend groups mm-hmm. can have, like, abusive friendships kind of thing. I don't know. That seems very intense. I don't want to do anything, say anything wrong. <laughs> I am 16, and I have never been a woman in business. I feel like I don't have the right to speak on this a lot, because it's not from personal experience, and it's not something that I have researched. Mm -hmm. But I just have this idea that there is something scary (laughs) to the powerful men about women who are willing to own their success and their virtue and that we Um, have to some extent there might be unjust negative connotations of people who think highly of themselves hmm. i don't know that's just like a very complicated idea i don't know but I feel like, I mean, are women told to be humble more than men are? Like, I feel like that's not a thing I think of when I think of, I suppose women are told to be more modest, at least in the physical sense of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's not really what we're talking about. We're with this, at least with what you were just talking about. I have never been told that I needed to be more humble by a man. But I think that that is a common experience that women are expected to have humility. But do you not think that every, like, do you think it's more with women? Yes. Yes? Okay. I mean, it's also, you know, stuff is getting a lot. This is like, we have a, we have like, you know, our group of like, you know, sweet homeschooler people who would probably never tell us to be more humble or something for stupid, for the wrong reasons. Even if we might have gone to school, we might have had a better idea of these type of things. We live in a bubble. We have, like, the most respectful boys, like, of anywhere. So, there. I just Shout out. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I could suppose... These things get better over time, or more sneaky. So I could, you know, I could ask my grandma and stuff, ask the old people mm-hmm. what they think. Yeah, maybe I'll have to get back to you someday. 
All right. Do we have any other things we need to talk about? I think it's time to wrap it up. I don't think we really answered my question, but I didn't expect us to. Exactly. I don't. It's I feel very like that's complicated. not the first. I don't think that's the first time you've said that either. <laughs> oh goodness. I we pick open-ended concepts for a reason. If it was simple to answer, we wouldn't be able to talk about it for an hour. That's true. <laughs> I don't know how to strike the right balance of thinking highly of yourself to a deserved amount and being arrogant and narcissistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's hard. I mean, I feel like the right way to say this would be like to try to see yourself through an unbiased like way of seeing yourself. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, pretty much impossible because, you know, like the way we see ourselves is built by the people around us. Mm-hmm. But then again, if people around us don't have the right opinions of what we are deserving, like if they think of us, you know, more highly or less highly, then those, either of those can be damaging. So, you know, I don't know. Try to find some good people. Get a therapist. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, get a therapist. (laughs) Those might be... I I don't, like, haven't had a ton of experience with therapists, but they might be, like, the only people who might be able to subjectively tell you whether you're acting narcissistic or not. Mm -hmm. You know? I don't know what the right level of liking yourself is. But I have this theory that I'm working on that people maybe are not allowed to think as highly of themselves as they should. Thinking, putting your own needs above other people and putting other people down in comparison to you is definitely problematic. But if everyone had really high self-esteem and allowed themselves to acknowledge their full potential, I think we might all be happier and more successful. Yeah, well, you have to tell us if you ever outlined that theory in a good way. I feel like I'm still confused by it <laughs> at some level. I'll think about it too, though. <laughs> yeah. And if you, if I feel like this is an episode I'm probably going to have to be listening to my family members have comments on for the next week, but if anyone who is not my family would like to comment, you know, feel free. And my family is not. You guys can still comment. So. <laughs> but, you know, like, we like input from our friends and that one person in Turkey. <laughs> I love input. If you want to give us input about anything, any aspect of our podcast, you can DM us on Instagram at questionablepod. While you're at it, give us a follow. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to Everything Possible. Um, Have a nice day. You are probably awesome if you are listening to this podcast. Wait, no, awesome. You are probably... No, there's not really a good way to say that. Maybe you're not a narcissistic psychopath. If Well, God, I need to stop talking. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to think of something like catchy to say. And none of those things are working. Thanks um, for listening. You might be a narcissistic <laughs> psychopath. Have a nice day. I will link the quiz that we talked about in the show notes. 
in case you would actually like to find out if you are a narcissist. Okay. We will see you in two weeks with more questionable content. Bye. Bye. (laughs) You said bye like 20 times. (laughs) You do that a lot.